0: everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy, a practical guide for making the holidays holy days. And I want to bring you greetings from El Salvador again, but this time from the church. I'm actually sitting in front of this mural, I know I'm far away from the screen, but I'm sitting in front of this mural uh, because it is in the Kids Kingdom area of the um, church in El Salvador. And many of our Turning Point artists were responsible for making this happen, and I just love that I'm next to Hedgie. This is like my favorite character. Hedgie's playing the the keyboard there. So it's super fun. So every year we come here and we do whatever we can to sort of help the church, just really just to get to know them. They help us as much as we help them, and we build community and relationships here. It's been awesome. I uh, was thinking I would make a video at the beach, which would have been so you know beautiful, and it would have had a you know a different atmosphere. But I didn't do that, so now I'm sitting in the kids' kingdom room making a video, which is kind of funny. Um, but I wanted to pick up. Last time we talked about what would be sort of authentic self-denial, and that I'm not looking to make this holiday season a practice of. Taking ourselves out of the world, not enjoying anything that the world has to offer, you know, denying ourselves a marital relationship or, you know, whatever. Um, I'm looking at us to take the things in our every everyday life um, and using them to teach us self-denial and those learning self-denial and, and and learning what it means to fellowship in his sufferings, to participate in the sufferings of Christ. Can be and will be uh, played out on a daily basis. We are being made holy every day, and when you are making something, it's you know you, you it's active. It's something that's that's happening in the moment. It doesn't just all of a sudden happen. I make bread. Um, I make my own bread, and it's a process because you have a little starter, and you have to feed the starter. And after you feed the starter, then you have to put in you know the flour and whatnot, and then you have to let it rise, you have to beat it down, all that time of making it into the delicious bread right at the end. And that's what's happening right now. We're just in the oven. Okay, we're, we're getting, we're being kneaded, and we're being mixed, and we're being baked, and uh, we're trying to make it all the way to heaven. So we're in the process of being made holy. And today I'm going to talk about one um, concept of this process, and that is what I have come to call real-time repentance. Okay, so what that means is, now, we have been going in these 70 days, um, you know, if you're just joining today, it might be one day, maybe some of you have been going all 70 days, so now you've been doing this for maybe nine days. I figure all of us probably have at least one thing that we've said, I'm going to try blank from now until the end of the year. I'm either going to try not to do this, or I'm going to try to implement this, or I'm going to put this into my schedule, whatever. So we've all done it. And Hopefully you've made a spirit calendar and I want to encourage you to make a calendar that is specifically for the season that says, I vowed to God and I I vowed before God that I was going to do this and I made it one day. It'll encourage you, do not think ahead and think it'll be discouraging. Some days you might be, but Two videos ago, that I told you that I was going to go for um, whatever it was at the time, 65 days of no temper talk. If you don't, if you didn't hear what that was, you can go back to that lesson. And um, I was excited because I had made it one day, and then the next day. <laughs> so on day two, um, you know, I had, been, I had given this big explanation about the first day when it. Um, and I said, you know, I'm going to have no tip or talk, and I give them this big explanation about how sometimes with my kids, they don't really respond to kind words. And so what happens is, instead of me switching my mentality and going, I'm using, kind- okay, what, what should I do now after the kind words haven't worked? Um, I don't, I instinctively just raise up, raise up, raise up, raise up, and I'm yelling, And you know, yelling to get on top of that, or I'm yelling. And I just hate that. I don't want it to be a part of my life. I don't want to be a yeller. I'm done so day two well day one was great day two uh at about i want to say 10 a.m i experienced that exact thing that i was just telling you happened because i had told one of my kids i said i need you to i don't know what it was i need you to put that down um, oh i need you to stop playing there, play by, i need you to stop playing right now i need you to stop playing right now I, you know i'm trying to get I mean, but I don't think logically in those moments. I just am going, I'm doing something else and I expect to be obeyed right away. Like, I'm going to say this one time, this person's going to obey, this, you know, they're going to obey the first time and I'm going to be doing something else. And so I get busy doing something else and I don't realize that I've asked for the same thing five times and then I, and it just builds and builds and builds and then finally I'm like, oh, you know, so then it's like an explosion. And as I'm exploding, I'm going, oh no, day two. And it's not funny in the moment. It's only funny now that I'm looking back. In the moment, it's not very funny. But in that moment, I was able to go, okay, hang on, hang on, wait a second. I was yelling. and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to yell. I do not want to yell. We've talked about how this happens because I've already had this discussion with my kids about the kind talk and how we need to listen to God when he's still speaking those kind words of correction rather than forcing his hand into delivering consequences because we couldn't listen when he was using a nice voice. This is for all of us, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, God is nudging you and prodding you and he's gently whispering things in your ear that you wouldn't listen. So he has to make it a bit more stringent, right? So we'd already had this talk with the kids. So I explained about one of those times just happened. guys, I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. I yelled. I'm not going to be yelling We're not going to be a yelling family. We're not going to be the angry family. I'm not going to be the angry, I'm be the angry mom. I'm not going to yell. <laughs> so it was in that moment, though, I am repenting in that moment. Not I'm exploding and then I go away and then you know, I'm yelling as I'm going out. And Then I'm, maybe I start throwing things. Maybe I start. I go to my room. That's it. You know, maybe I throw a temper tantrum for the next two hours. Who knows? Then I get depressed and I'm full of self-pity because I didn't follow through on what I said I was going to do and then I feel like an idiot and I'm embarrassed and then I'm ashamed and oh good, good grief. Who knows what kind of sin is going to happen now because then I'm probably going to go eat something and whatever. So I've got that sin snowball happening, right? Instead of having all that happen, just stop in that one moment and say, I'm sorry. If you will force those words out of your mouth, it will force you into repentance. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You could fall to your knees. That will force you into repentance. You could just fall on your knees and start praying right then. I was reminded yesterday of um, in, early on in, in my marriage in, with Jay. We, um, we were having such a hard time. I was in their seventh year or whatever. We were really, really struggling. And you know, tons of it. it was just me trying to, I should have been in recovery, but I wasn't. I, I was trying to figure out who I was and all that. But um, in the midst of it, you know, it's driving him crazy. I'm, he's driving me crazy, and we could never get through a conversation. It's like can't talk about anything without fighting. Like we can't be. We cannot talk about one single thing. And I just remember distinctly this one time where I just, in the middle of our um, our argument, I just fell to my knees, and I was just like, God, you have to help us. God, please help us. I'm telling you, when you bring God down into your, your mess, when you bring him down into your mess, then he can clean it up. I don't know why there's maybe pride right there, but he's willing to do that. I think that's why that's, that's so amazing to me, but he's willing to do that. Um, he, he's willing to look at you in the mess and say, I'll clean it up. You know, and he comes down and he helps you. But you can do that in the moment. Don't let the sin go to the next level, to the next thing, to the next, you know. You've got to repent in real time. Real-time repentance. And so, in doing that, I was reminded of this scripture. And this is a very uh, good scripture for this concept. In Psalm 37, if you start reading in verse, I want to say, 23, okay? If the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. And I think this is such a big thing for me I've had to learn is that even when you're on the right path, when God is pleased with you, when he is delighting in what he is encouraged that you're even trying. And so he's delighted in that. And if he is delight even that path that he's delight delighted in, you are still going to stumble along the way. Now he's going to make your steps firm. So you're going to feel in general, I know I'm moving in the dire- right direction. But don't expect to be standing, you know, and walking the whole time, and practically dancing because that's what we think it feels like. That's not what it's going to feel like for a while. You need to get really used to the fact that you're going to stumble and you're going to have to get back up. You're going to have to apologize. Probably you're going to have to apologize. You apologize to God. You apologize to whoever you hurt. Whatever it is. But that stumbling process is not failure. It's not failure and it's not, it's not falling. It's just stumbling. Your weight is still going to be made firm because God has made that weight firm. As long as you keep getting up getting up and keep getting up, you will start walking. It really is analogous to a baby learning to walk. They fall more, they start crawling, then they, they get up and then they stumble around, they're toddling around, and they fall, they fall, they fall, they fall, but they fall a little bit less every day. Sure enough, pretty soon they're able to walk and they're able to run. So I just wanna encourage you that as you're in this process, that just because you're stumbling, doesn't mean it's not the right path. doesn't mean that God is not delighted in your way. Now, I, of course, had to have a solution to what do I write on my spirit calendar? This is very important. (laughs) So, on the first day, it was like, uh, you know, some days I, um, for some spirit calendars, I'll just write S before it's like it's a spirit day, right? Um, You can do whatever you want. You can just mark it off, whatever days where you stumbled, but you got back up, where you had real-time repentance. And I think that that's a victory day. I mean, you could just call that a spirit day because as long as you, as long as you repented in real time, okay, get back up and doing it again. You know, you can make it, it's a real-time repentance day, an RR r day whatever you want to write on there. um, That would actually probably be helpful information for you because as you're trying to commit something to God, you know, obviously you're not going to be good at it at first, but hopefully over time, it'll be more and more spirit day, spirit day, spirit day. Maybe they start off with a lot of repentance days, a lot more R's than S's, you know, a lot more of the repentance, but maybe over time, you'll start to get better at it. Also, maybe you'll start to see a pattern, like, wow. you'll be able to um, understand yourself better, and of course that will help you to repent in a better way. So what I would say in closing is make sure that as you go through your days, you don't look at every stumble as a failure, that you remember that God is going to make your steps firm, He's going to make your path straight, He's going to firm up your course, but you are going to be stumbling along the way. But in the end, you can still repent in real time, us out to you. Until next time.